Partners, EG Tax. Hey everybody, this is the Tax Lady, and that's our almost the end of the year um, podcast. So we're going to talk about things that you should, you might be able to do to cut your liability, make plans for next year. And of course, um, anytime you need more information, you can go to our website at egtax.com. And of course, our radio show on Saturdays is on WBEN radio, 930 a.m. from 3 to 4. So, And then our website also has copies of all of our, our regular uh, radio shows and podcasts. So uh, lots of information. And I'm joined in studio with Tiffany Fabian. Hey, Tiff. Hey there, Esther. Happy day to you. Happy day to you, too, and Christopher Fabian. Hello, Esther. Hello, Christopher. All right, so let's talk about stuff that things need to people need to watch out for at the beginning, the end of the year here, beginning of 2022, because the 2021 tax returns are going to be due here at, well, not due, but we're going to be starting a new tax year in the next two, couple, two, three weeks. Uh, uh, supposedly. Well, all right. Well, first of all, let's talk about what the IRS is saying. When are they going to open up for business? They don't know. It well, they gave it a they gave it a parameter. <laughs> Anywhere from January seventeenth to February seventeenth. Yeah, but, right. so but, but 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 for people who are out there listening, we we are going to start filing right away, and then usually our software provider will let us <clears throat> put them in queue, so you don't have to panic. So I don't want to right, but, people okay, all but, to come but, after February fifteenth. That's not a good plan. No, but the, the, something that people need to know is you don't want to rush to get your taxes done because of several things. First of all, you've got to make sure that you ha- remember last year, the holdout. There's still people, there's still millions of people that haven't gotten their refunds from, from last year because the IRS still has this tremendous backlog. As a matter of fact, I was reading an article today that says that the, finally the Senate is going after the IRS regarding their backlog of returns Good. that they have to get processed from 2020. Good. So that's a big problem. But the other thing is before you file, especially if you're somebody that's gotten unemployment or the advanced child tax credit, you have to have certain forms available to make sure that you got your tax return information correctly. Do you, Chris, what's that form number? 6419. I stole his number. Oh, all right. So, sounds like Tiffany, but 6419. <laughs> and that's going to be a letter that the IRS is going to send to you if you receive the advanced child tax credit telling you exactly how much you got. Now, that's what has to go on your tax return because you're going to reconcile between the advanced tax credit that you that they say you uh, qualify for, that would be for children under the age of six and from children six years old up to 18, the credit is $3,600 for the younger and $3,000 for the older children, but they have to be reduced by the advanced child tax credit that you got, and that form is critical. It's very critical. I mean, right on the 8812, it's where you reconcile. It says, if this doesn't match, your refund will be delayed. Now, so. in, now here's an interesting thought that I had uh, when I was thinking about this. What if the for the figure that they say to you that you got is incorrect? And so you want to put the correct figure in. Let's say maybe the check got lost. 
Um, maybe you're, somebody else cast it, you're, the former spouse cast it, or the, the baby's father cast it, or mother cast it, and it's not what you actually got. Should, what should you do in that situation? You, you report what the IRS said they gave you, and then you have to do a Form 3911 to tell the IRS, wait, I didn't get all this, so you need to Very investigate good. it. So that's what's so important. You have to make sure... What they tell, what they say you got, you have to pretend you got it. Then you do a separate action later. Right. right. So there's steps right. and guidelines. And if you don't follow right. the guidelines, it'll hold up your refund. Right. All right. So now on New York State, now that's a federal thing. On New York State, uh, New York State residents who got unemployment, you have to make sure that you contact the state of New York. If you aren't electronic and you they haven't uh, got given you the information from their website, if you actually need the form sent saying how much your unemployment is, you have to contact the state to let them know. Otherwise, you have to go to the website at, through the New York State Unemployment Portal and download the form. Correct. That is a 1099-G. <clears throat> and the problem is, <laughs> I do it with my clients. So if you can't get the 1099-G, I'll help you navigate the portal. But <laughs> Chris, how many times, and Esther, have you heard clients say, I don't remember my password? I don't remember the password. Your username. Right. Yep. I mean, there was one client I had last year that waited two months to figure out what his password is because he couldn't he couldn't download it because he didn't know the password. So these are things you got three months Three weeks here before the end of the year. Think of these things. Another thing uh, before the end of the year, if you don't have a current bank account, uh, banking information, and you want your refund de deposited, now is the time to get your routing number and your bank account number. Because if you give us incorrect routing and bank account numbers, it also will hold up your refund. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's the way that they prefer. They prefer to do a direct deposit. And I can tell you, I was just talking to a client before doing this podcast and they mailed out a Christmas gift and the U.S. Postal Service took forever. And then finally they sent it back to them. So I don't know what people are out there doing, but there's a lot of work shortages. And so it's better to just have it direct deposited. And, and that's why you have three weeks before the beginning, the official beginning of the next uh, 2021 uh, tax season, uh, which is supposed to end on April the 15th, to get your stuff together now. So your unemployment, make sure you got that letter regarding the advanced child, child tax credit. The other thing is, how about stimulus? There's also a reconciliation between the stimulus money that people got last year. Right. The, and people that didn't get it can still get it, right? Yep. The third stimulus, which is was $1,400 a person. So you have to reconcile that to what you actually received, just like the child tax credit. So right. unfortunately here, the letter that was mailed out was mailed out last year. So like in... I remember this. It was like in May and June and people were calling us going, am I going to get another check? I know. So they had already gotten the money. Then in, in two months later, after they got the money, the federal government says we're sending you money. But that's going to be so, because who saved but that the, letter? But the, but the important thing is that if you, if the stimulus, if you didn't get all the stimulus money, maybe you had a baby that was born last year, uh, or maybe you never, uh, maybe what happens in the situation where 
the the non-custodial parent claimed it. Does the custodial parent then get it this year? They do, which and the other non-custodial. Which is really, really important. Yeah. So think about that. Yeah. If last year the non-custodial parent got the stimulus money, the $1,400, and you didn't, then you're filing this year, you're going to get the stimulus again. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, and unfair for some people out there. Yes. You want to talk unfair. What about these people? You you know, we talk custodial, non-custodial parent. The non-custodial got the child te- the advanced child tax credit this year, even though he's not claiming the children. And if that person makes, if they're single under $40,000, they don't have to pay it back. Right. I mean, that's what this reconciliation does. There's people out there who don't have to pay back the advanced child tax credit where there's some that's going to have to, there's some that's going to get more than what they got. So, I mean, it's going to, you really got to pay attention. But again, if you take a look at this, it's all skewed to people that are earning less. Yep. So it, it, uh, when you take a look at somebody, our commercial this year says that somebody making 15,000, a family of five can get a refund that pay no taxes can get refunds well and above $27,000. So you take that 27, add it to the 15. Now you're at 42. But the thing is they don't count that refund money in the computation for healthcare at all. It's on, so you'll also get free healthcare yeah. or, or and income so, for the earned income credit. I mean, it's really with some of these changes that are uh, in the law, it's actually saying to somebody, don't work, let us take care of you because we're going to take care of you. And um, that's it. And it's completely de-incentivizing people to move forward financially. Right. It seems to me. It seems to me as well. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now other things, you got three weeks here. If you're age 72 or older, you have to do your required minimum distribution. Failure to do so uh, is a penalty of how much, you guys? Uh, that's 50%, five zero of how much the distribution was supposed to be. So if right. you were supposed so, to take out 50000 it would be a $25,000 penalty if you fail exactly. or neglect to take it out. So you want to make sure of that. However, now, if you're somebody that is a philanthropic kind of person, somebody that's a tither and you're into giving money to charity, you can roll over from your IRA to a qualified charity uh, and count it as a required minimum distribution by doing a charitable rollover by the in the next three weeks as well, right? Up to $100,000. Right, right, right. You know, I had somebody come in today and, He's like, why, why do these financial people wait to tell you to take your distribution out in December? What if something happens to you in December? He goes, can I change mine? My birthday's in June. Can I change it to June? I said, yes. And then you'll have a nice birthday present, you know, every year. And he goes, well, why, you know, I can never get a hold of them in, in December because they're so busy doing this. And I said, change it to change it to whatever day you want and that's the thing I mean, you can take it out anytime during the year yeah january 2nd you could do right. payments throughout the year every month yeah. every month right. <clears throat> but here's the important thing if you have a annuity pension ira and you haven't been taking the money out 
you have to start at age 72. Uh, one of my clients the other day said, I thought it was 72 and a half. And I said, no, it used to be 59. It used to be 70 and a half. Then right. they moved it to 72. So you got to take it. So I'm, I'm glad they didn't done. do 72 and, and a half. And the new actuary tables for the divisory rate start in uh, January 1st, 2022. So for 2021, it's still the old. So I believe at 72, it was like 25.6 or right. something like that you divide it by. But starting in 2022, 72 is 27.4, the divisory rate. So it can get confusing. Just double check with your financial person. They should be able to tell you exactly how much you need to take out. Okay. Now the other thing is before the end of the year, if you have, let's say you have some stock that just, it's worth like two cents a share and you're waiting for it to go bankrupt before, so you can take your bad debt, just sell it. You, if it's worth two cents a share, sell it and get your $10. And then at least then you'll be able to take uh, a big the loss, stock loss up which to, will up be $3,000 of against other income or 100% against other capital gains. So that's something you want to make sure you do as well. Which would be almost identical to what you'd get if it was worthless. You know what I mean? So you might as well take right. it. <clears throat> right. That's right. So make sure you do that. Um, if you're and uh, then don't. Business, well, I was going to say, if you have any losers and if you really want to, you could sell the losers. And if you like that stock, you can you have, can buy it back buy after it back 30 days. days. Right, right. After 30 days, right. 31 days. Right. Because... Um, you know, it, it take harvest your losses against your gains because it was a good year again. So you want to make sure that you take advantage of those losses if you possibly can. Exactly. Okay. Small business owners that had a 25% decrease one year to another due to COVID um, can have, can qualify for the employee retention credit, which is up to $10,000 per quarter per employee, which is a lot and it reduces the payroll taxes. Right, right. So you don't get it on your income tax return. You get it on your 941s every quarter that you have to file. Right. And so that's, that is a lot of money. Think about it. If you had 10 employees, you, you could have a $100,000 adjustment on your 940s. That's pretty, that's pretty remarkable if you had that decrease. So if you're not sure ask your payroll company say to can do we qualify for the employee retention credit that's another thing you want to make sure you can get done before the end of the year if possible right right yep and the other thing is pay up your bills um this year if you want to take it to reduce your income i know that um, car dealers have made a ton of money this year um and so you, if you don't pay up your bills and you let them go lag over till January, they won't be deductible in 2022. But if you had an extremely good year, make sure you get your bills paid if you want to deduct them uh, on 2021. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yep. Especially if you're, uh, also if you're a business owner or a landlord, you want to get it paid, get it bought, get it stamped and, you know, right. install it. Yep. Absolutely. And it's a great time. Like, let's say you're a business owner and you you want to get you, your spouse has a business and you he's thinking about getting a truck. You go down to the dealer, pick up that truck, put it in the driveway with a big bow on it. And it's a deductible Christmas gift. I mean, you know, that's and the, a nice and the dealer will love to take your used vehicle. 
because That's right, right now there's a shortage. And let's face it, you can do you can do a gigantic expense against that vehicle too before the end of the year. Right. So that's something else to look at. All right. If you're an employee and you haven't been putting money in your 401k, you have uh, three weeks to do that as well. Yeah. Take advantage, especially if they're matching, you know, because you're throwing away free money, but the regular contribution decreases your taxable income, which will save you tax dollars. Absolutely. Um, then here's a, here's a big one. And, and people don't know about this yet. I mean, as time marches on, they will. But right now, there is gigantic credits for people that pay for daycare. Now, traditionally, daycare providers, especially the ones working out of their home, will not give their Social Security number to the taxpayer because they don't want to pay taxes and they think it's under the table income. And that's not it's never been right. But now with the change in the daycare credit, it really would be, I would say, idiotic for you not to make your daycare provider provide their social security number. So why would that be? What's the change? Yep, that's that's because the the old law was you get to claim three thousand dollars per child, six thousand for two or more, and the maximum credit would be twenty percent. So you would get Ooh, a whole six hundred dollar credit for daycare. Now and it wasn't and it wasn't refundable. And it wasn't refundable. Now it is fifty percent of the first eight thousand dollar per child, sixteen thousand dollars for two or more ch- children. So if your child is at a, at any type of daycare and you give ten ten thousand dollars, you're gonna get a four thousand dollar refundable credit on your tax return. It's so funny when I'm doing a tax return and they have kids, I always <clears throat> next ask them, did you spend any money for childcare? And the wife will look at the husband and the husband will look at the wife and they're like, no, they don't want to declare it. But now this year, there's no looking at each other. There's You got to make a change and make sure you can write off child independent care. And think, think about this. Let's say that you don't pay any taxes because your income is so small. Mm -hmm. And so you think, well, I don't even understand why I'd even care about the daycare credit. It's refundable now. They're giving you money back that you didn't pay in. It's, it's, and so even though you might not even have to file a return, you'd want to file a return to get that refundable daycare credit. Most definitely. Especially, you know, how many people out there have grandma or grandpa watching Mm -hmm. the children, you know, and that, you know, for grandma and grandpa, it's very easy to take down the income down to almost nothing, and grandma and grandpa pays nothing. But even still, if grandma and grandpa had to pay a thousand dollars in taxes, you're getting a four thousand dollar credit. You pay the tax, and you're up three thousand dollars. So you mean you right. pay her taxes it, or his taxes? Yeah. Right? Well, and if it's and if it's two kids, the credit could be eight thousand dollars. You know, and wait, 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 gets even better if. If this is grandma, the state of New York too. Right. But mm-hmm. if this is grandma or grandpa's only income and this is their earned income besides social security, they can get the and, earned, earned income, income credit. credit. Well, that was very tight. Good way to put that with a nice a bow on the top. To, uh, grandma and grandpa ought to start watching the kids <clears throat> for that extra credit. Yep. Right? Yep. That's okay. cool. So that's, I mean, it is so, it's so big. It is just, you know, and, and it's interesting you think many seniors don't want to go back to work, but they would love to go back to work to babysit their wonderful grandchildren. 
Absolutely. And right? so here's and a, a win. It's a win-win. Yep. You're going to have to start suggesting that to people. Great, great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, the other thing is if you have a trust, if you have income in a trust and you um, haven't taken the distribution, make sure you get your distribution out before the end of the year. Otherwise, the income from, especially with capital gains and dividends, that income would remain on the trust and you'd have to pay at a much higher rate. So make sure you take your, your trust distribution if you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because right. the 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 largest... Tongue tied. Uh, yeah. The largest tax bracket starts at $12,500 for a fiduciary right. return. Where an individual... And if, and if, but if you're in the 10% bracket, you save all that money, right? Right, right, right. So an individual at $10,000 pays 10%, like Esther was saying. So, right. yeah, you want to definitely... Get that money distributed. Okay. Um, let's see. Then another thing I wanted to make everybody know that it looks like, I mean, it maybe it, it might be because Joe Manchin is dragging his feet on this Build Back Better bill that's sitting in the, the Senate. But if they pass it, it looks like they're going to extend the SALT deduction up from 10000 to 80000 That will help New York State <clears throat> residents a lot. It so, sure will, yeah. So that's because we pay. To keep an eye on. Obviously, when you listen to Ask the Tax Lady on Saturdays, the minute we got this thing nailed, we're going to let everybody know. Yeah. Right. But that's that's one of the only positive things I can think about that build back better bill. <laughs> right? I'm glad they put something good in it. I mean, the child and appendix care is good. And um, yeah, that's uh, a good that's, thing. Yeah, that's but that's not in the build back better bill. Right. That was that was before that. Uh, another thing is if you got a family member in the nursing home and it's private pay, what should people look out for? Tiff? Uh, they should look for the New York state assessment tax, which is a bed tax. And it's 6% of the total amount that you pay. And that's if somebody is in not assisted living, but full nursing home care and their private pay, it's not paid through Medicaid. Um, New York state is lovely and kind and they assess a 6% New York state assessment tax. And unless you do the form, the 258 or the 958, 258, 258, unless you do the IT 258, you're not going to get the money. And it's also one of those magical refundable credits. So, right. And And nobody tells you about it. If you paid a hundred thousand dollars to a nursing home, the state of New York assessed them $6,000, which they shouldn't have, but you get the money back because it was part of what you paid for that nursing home, but only if you file the form 258. Exactly. Correct. New York 258. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Make sure that if you didn't get the correct refunds from last year, that you deal with that as much as you can now before tax season, because once tax season gets underway for 2021 now you got a whole nother year to deal with so if you didn't get your money last year correctly give eg tax a call and we will help you to get your money you know one thing i want to say say too is to people don't mail your return in paper i mean that's true i i got a call today I'm still waiting. I did it the old way. I mailed it in. I said, you still got another six months. And the guy's like, what do you mean? I said, they are so far behind. And I can't believe people don't realize this. We've only said it a thousand times at least, you know, how far behind they are. And 
you know, get it electronically filed. I mean, you come to us, you could have it prepared. We'll charge you, what, $85 to electronically file the return what, to get your money hopefully within three weeks compared to two years. <laughs> you know, don't want to say it like that, but that's what it's going to be. for. Well, and then the other thing is you don't know when you're doing it by paper, I guarantee you're making a mistake. Yep. I'm because of all the computations and some many people that should be using Schedule D to do their computation, they look at that thing and they said, I don't understand this, so I'm going to just not do it. And you overpay your taxes. Believe me, what you're overpaying is far more than what we would would, would charge you. And you get a guarantee and you have somebody to talk to. But anyway, all right. You, well, we're almost out of time. You mean, um, how about when you went into a you went into a hotel the other day, didn't you? And you the front lobby had no lobby person. You had, had to talk had, to a computer. Yeah, everything's virtually. <laughs> By the way, speaking of virtual, when you, we will do your tax return um, in person, we'll do it as a drop off, or we'll do it virtually, whichever you want. If you're somebody that would prefer to not deal one on one, face to face, we can do it one on one. Uh, monitor to monitor. So uh, until uh, next week, I'm Esther Golias, the tax lady from EG Tax. If you need any uh, questions answered, you can go to our website at egtax.com, ask the tax lady. And until next week, we'll talk to you. Have a great week. I'm Esther Golias, the tax lady. Opportunities, new partners, EG Tax.